What's up? This is Ralph Trezvan. You're listening to Reviews and Done with my dude, Derek Dunn. Keep it locked, fam. What up, world? Once again, it's that time for another throwback album review. Now, my guest today is a man that I've known for the last... Ah, 26 years of my life. He's a mentor, been like a second dad to me. Um, He's the only gentleman I know that proudly reps the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Cavs, the Cleveland Indians. In fact, he was still rooting for Cleveland when LeBron left the first time. Still rooting for LeBron and rooting for Cleveland. So I want everybody to give it up for my mentor, a second dad to me, just a man I highly respect, a military veteran, a man that's highly favored, Mr. Holly Montgomery Sr. Welcome to the line, sir. Hey, well, thank you for having me. And I like the fact that you 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 gave a shout out to my Cleveland teams. Well, you know, somebody has to, man, because, uh, you know, the media, they don't give Cleveland, it's uh, just due. So it's up to the fans to uh, make sure they're getting their just uh they're just due. There you go. All right, so the album we're going to get into tonight is uh, Marvin Gaye's 14th studio album, The Very, Very, Very Good I Want You. Now, you folks know that I'm an 80s baby, so this album came out in 1976. I probably wasn't even thought of yet, but um, it's a very, very good album. Probably my favorite Marvin Gaye album right behind what's going on and um i think i like it a little bit more just a little bit more than um let's get it on but uh dope album i came out in 76 i actually didn't hear this in its entirety until my time in the military when i was buying music like non-stop so i got a chance to actually listen to the album start to finish and had a really newfound respect for Marvin after hearing his album in its entirety, especially some of the album tracks on here. So, Mr. Montgomery, you know, you were alive in the 70s. What do you remember about I Want You when it first came out in the spring of 76? Yeah, spring of 76. Uh, let's see, I was a sophomore in college, and um, during that time, you know, we were big into P-Funk and some other stuff, uh, so uh, probably the Funkadelic, Bootsy Collins and those guys. And so um, as we listened to Marvin, Marvin was the, the one you put on when you just need a little little uh, smooth time when you when you were with your lady and you wanted to do something. But but uh, uh, listen to, you know, funk and some of the other things that were songs that were going on at that time. Uh, but yeah, it, that was an interesting time in my life. You know, you can listen to songs and remember what you were doing at that time. And so uh, Marvin would always, you know, be able to set the mood. That, you know, when you want to be with your, uh, you know, with, with the lady. Totally agree. And shout out to uh, Ernie Barnes, who did the album cover that was very reminiscent of the Good Times paintings at the end of uh, each show. So let's go get, let's go ahead and get into I Want You. And I'm sure that Die Hard Marvin fans know that this entire album was pretty much Marvin singing to his wife at the time, Jan Gordy, Barry Gordy's little sister, later. Jan Gay. Up first is I Want You. I 
right, that was track one, the self-titled I Want You from the same titled album. Man, that's one of those tracks that just the intro by itself, before Marvin even sings, you already have a classic song. I mean, maybe it's the Afro-Caribbean Congos in the song, or maybe it's just the instrumentation that Leon Ware put on the song. I mean, that intro alone, it's better than some songs in its entirety that are out today. It's classic Marvin song, one of my favorites from the album. Mr. Montgomery, what do you think? Yeah, you know, and, and, and as I sit here and listen to it again, you know, first of all, is, you know, um, that I can relate to it in a different way because, you know, here we're talking about, uh, you know, get, getting at about the mid 1970s and, and during that time, things were interesting for us as, as a people. You know, we were embracing being, being black because, you know, in the 60s we were Negroes. And as James Brown came out with Black and I'm Proud and some other those those, those songs that made us now start, start to uh, embrace being Black and being proud to be Black. And so as I listen to the song and as you listen to the, the, the uh, you know, the Afrocentric Congos in, in it, and, you know, it just reminds me of the time when we were really discovering that being Black wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Totally agree. Just, um, yeah, like, ah, Marvin, man. All right, so we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Come Live With Me, Angel. That was uh, Come With Me, Angel, written by Jacqueline Hillard and Leon Ware. And for my listeners that are my age bracket, you guys might know that this was later sampled by G-Unit and Joe back in 04 with Want to Get to Know You. So back in my DJ days when I was stationed in the UK, I spent so much time trying to blend the G-Unit, Want to Get to Know You, but this song, you can never get it just right. But yeah, that's another song, man. It's so simplistic with the melody and with the lyrics, but yet 
sensual at the same time. So, yeah, Miss Montgomery, what do you think? Yeah, you know, as I listen to that, you know, there's there'll be a lot of your listeners who uh, uh, who were probably conceived on songs like this, maybe <laughs> even conceived on this song. Uh, you know, this was a song that you know, as 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 Marvin would sing it. You know, guys, we could just say, "Hey, baby, you can listen to this," and uh, you know, that's what I'm talking about. You know, come live with me. You know, and then, and then he tops it off with calling her an angel. So he's 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 setting the mood, and so. Uh, as you listen to it, and listen how smooth it is. This is one of those songs that you could get with your lady, and you can just sit back and relax, and and then let Marvin do most of the work. Yes, indeed. All right, up next is an instrumental, but it's uh, a very popular song. As soon as you guys hear the opening chord, you can know what it is. But I'm interested anyway. That's after the dance, just the instrumental version though. <laughs> That was the instrumental version of After the Dance. All right, now, for some reason, I don't think I've heard the instrumental version in the longest time, but I just have this urge to turn on my lava lamp, get some coin yak, and just chill out on my bare skin rug. It has that, like, space age synthesizers and just takes you to somewhere entirely different. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was just a... um a groove that Leon Ware came up with and Marvin told him like, yo, Leon, man, this is just so funky. I'm going to sing on it, but we also got to put the instrumental version on my album just to let folks groove out. Ms. Montgomery, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, this is one of those songs that um, you can see back in 1976 that if you had that hard day at work or for me, it was a hard day in class or after track practice and you just wanted to relax and you would put this on and just just be able to just to sit back, relax, and, and kind of get your thoughts together. And, you know, and then you get your thoughts together. So there's later on, you want to, you know, get with your lady, then you have some of the other songs to fall on. But this one is just to, just to get you in that relaxing mood, to take some of the stress away. Yes, sir. All right, up next is Feel All My Love Inside. We have another thing. 
Inside. Now this is another track that um it's an album track and I really didn't discover this one until I was deep into hip hop. So you know I'm an album credit reader and a very, very young Jay-Z, like a 94 Jay-Z before he, before he got signed, sampled this song on Reach the Top. So you know my Jay-Z fans know that song out there. Once again, you know, it's an album track that's better than a lot of stuff out today. And while it is you know, sexual and sensual, it's not overtly vulgar. It still has a grown man feel to it. And Marvin's able, you know, to let his lady know what he's trying to get into without, you know, being crass and vulgar. Ms. Montgomery, what do you think? Absolutely. You know, as we would say, this was grown folks music. You know, as you as you listen to the song, you know, Marvin didn't leave much to your imagination. He's telling you exactly you know what is going on through the song and he's showing his, his woman not only that he's more than you know he's making love and what the things he's doing but he's showing her respect you know you don't have any of the uh harsh uh, uh language or you know uh or some of the the things that you know, today's music may bring and so it's just one of those smooth ones that you give it to your lady now this is one though now when you want to listen to this with your lady you got to make sure it's a lady that you uh, uh that you've probably been with for a while a lady that you care about and one that feels the same about you. Cool. So before we move on to the next track, you know, me being a music, an old soul and also being a music historian myself, um, I just got to ask when this album came out, when you were younger, was it banned at all? Or was there like a, um, a backlash you got for it being so overtly sexual? Cause you know, the times are different in the seventies as opposed to now. Well, you know, Marvin had a reputation, uh, especially after he did Let's Get It On and uh, Sexual Healing and some of the other ones that he did. Uh, so at that time, Marvin, you know, he had a reputation for these type of songs. And so although some, you know, um, maybe some evangelists and uh, stuff would look at some of the things he was saying as almost being a uh, double music, but but if you really listen to what he's saying and the words and everything, you know, you can see what he, and, you know, and as you stated earlier, he was saying this to his woman, to his, you know, his wife at the time. And so some uh, circles would kind of frown upon it, but, uh, but the public loved it because it was speaking a language that they were all thinking. And in some cases where they couldn't say those things, like I mentioned earlier, 
you can let Marvin say it for you. Cool, cool. All right, up next is I Want to Be Where You Are, short interlude with still a dope song. I want to be where you are. understand how i mean i i understand it and i get it but how is it that song is only a minute and 17 seconds and it's better than some folks entire catalogs i mean that's just how talented marvin was now with this joint i want to be where you are when i bought the album i want you, you know i thought it was going to be a cover of you know michael's jackson's version but it's a totally different song and, you know, it's a testament to just how talented Marvin was and just how talented Leon Ware and Arthur T. Boy Ross were, how they flipped it for Marvin. And it's a totally different song, you know, as opposed to Michael Jackson's version, which came out in 72 on the Got to Be There album. Ms. Montgomery, what do you think? Yeah, you know, um, the thing about about the songs back then, you know, first of all, they most of them were a lot shorter. But but you're right. When you listen to "I Want to Be Where You Are," you you can see that they put a whole lot into it. I mean, when they played the song, it made you want more. Now, one thing I wanted to mention, based on your previous question about Marvin and and when they played, you know, his music, did he get any backlash? Most of Marvin's music, um, and except for the ones that went, uh, kind of, we would say today viral that they played during the daytime. But see, most of Marvin's music was played on the the ten to midnight or ten to two, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, when the the DJs was working that shift, the ten to two shift, because this was the music that that people played when you were on the quiet storm. Yes, we had the quiet storm back there too. In fact, we started the quiet storm. This was that type of music, the music that you, like I said, when you want to be with your significant other. And sometimes you just want to be by yourself. You just want to relax and listen to his music. But he, he just, this, that's a perfect song to show you. You don't necessarily have to go too long and still have a great impact on, on your listener. All right, folks, I hope you're enjoying uh, my throwback series with. Mr. Holly Montgomery, also a minister. We're going to keep it moving. Up next is the intro jam number one to I Want You. Also short, but also very, very just funky and cool.
that's the intro jam that I want you. Just 19 seconds of just, I guess, Leon Ware just rocking out on the um, instrumentation. Something quick, uh, that reminds me of what Earth, Wind & Fire used to do on their albums, how they would have these little intros buried deep in the album that you would just find it. Like, you know, you'd want a full song. So I kind of wish how they did after the dance, they would they had put just an instrumental of I Want You on the album just to show off their skill. So it's only 19 seconds, but what do you think about that one, Mr. Montgomery? Yeah, and, you know, and that style back then was, was a great style because that's the style that kind of made you, that you want to kind of listen to as you were getting dressed for getting ready to do whatever that next thing you're about to do. And so uh, you're right, it was a good setup, you know, and it does make you wish that it was much longer. All right, up next, all the way around. I want you track number seven. Uh, this song right here, you know, this entire album is dedicated to his wife at the time, Jan. So I think this is probably the first song when I actually heard the album in its entirety that I could tell he was really singing to Jan about um, something. And because, you know, like the first half of the album is kind of overtly sexual without it being, you know, in your face and then all the way around kind of gets into the sentimental the love the just he's really expressing his feelings because obviously he's probably already secured her and they're together now so everything's going all the way around it's all you miss montgomery what do you think about this track you know one thing i like about it is the is the the music itself because it's you, if you listen to the music it's something that you can really listen to and and and, and just relax to however if you listen to Marvin's words, you can tell Marvin, and you're right, he's talking to his wife and, and he's setting them some rules. He wants to get some things straight because, you know, he, he wants to be with her and stuff, but not sure if something may have happened before or whatever, but he, he's kind of setting some ground rules as they continue on. 
And um, so you really have to listen to what he's actually saying and understand he's really telling you your kind of things that happen with grown folks. And so he wants to set the rules. And just think how much and uh, how better our relationships would be today if we would at least talk a little bit and set the, some of the ground rules before we actually get into the relationship. All right, up next is Since I Had You. Another infectious groove and that was since I had you now with this track you know based on the title you might think that this is gonna be an apology song where Marvin might be in the doghouse but to piggyback with the previous song you know he's singing about love you know he is a changed man he is totally fully invested and committed to his lady love with time was Janice Hunter and it's just you know so simple with the rhythm, but at the same time, it's just a beautiful composition of a song to where, you know, you don't even got to like say anything. I mean, me being a married man, everything that Marvin is singing about, I can totally relate to. Since I had you, you know, I'm a changed man. Life is better. Everything is gravy. Ms. Montgomery, what do you think? Yeah, and, and I agree exactly what you're saying. I love about the song. I like the the intro to it. You know, as you listen to the, the rhythms and it uses a xylophone in there. I love, uh, like in the '70s, especially how they use xylophones a lot of times in their smooth music, uh, and and you know, kind of helps set the mood. And then, like you said, you know, he's talking about you know, since I had you, and really, basically, he's telling her, you know, since I had you, and nothing else is the same. You know, he, you know, he he's basically saying, you know, I've had some things in the past, but since I've had you. And, you know, just think about that, ladies out there, if you're listening to this, uh, when you want your man to say, you know, since they had you, you know, nothing else can measure up to that. And that's what he's telling this lady. All right, up next is Soon I'll Be Loving You Again. Dreamed of you this morning. 
Marvin, Marvin. All right. So with this train right here, um, quite possibly Marvin may have been in the doghouse. Now I say that because he's saying soon I'll be loving you again. And, you know, he's committed to his lady. He's, she's the one, but you know, fellas from time to time, you know, even when you find that right one, we'll backslide, you know, we'll do a little dumb ish that'll, you know, have our significant others mad at us. So it's kind of like, that's what Marvin did. You know, he messed up, did something wrong. So, you know, he's back in his place. You know, he's not staying with her and he's talking like, oh, I got to get my girl back. You know, soon I'll be loving you again. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back in your good graces because you are the one. And this is a joint that was sampled by Method Man, sampled by Jay-Z, sampled by the amazing producer Ninth Wonder, sampled by Elder Barge. Probably want to Marvin's strongest tracks that I don't think he gets enough credit. You know, it's one of them songs that they really don't play that much on the radio, but you know, one of his best songs, in my opinion, when you need to apologize to your significant other. Mr. Montgomery, what do you think? Yeah, as you listen to the words in the song, you know, you can tell that something has happened and and so uh, he's not with her, at least in the way he wants to be with her. Uh, and he talks about how, you know, he, he's dreaming about her. So she's always on his mind. You know, it kind of reminds me if we wanted to move into another song with Babyface. Uh, uh, when, he, you know, he talked about, I only think of you on two occasions, morning, you know, uh, you know morning and night, you know. So he, so he, he, she's on his mind. And he, he's, he's going to do what he takes so that they can soon, you know, he can be loving her again. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a, a strong title and you can tell his commitment to her even though he might he might have done something to have a brief little separation all right we're gonna keep it moving up next is intro jam 2 to i want you
All right, that's the intro jam to that I want you. Just a little bit longer of the self-titled song, I Want You. Um, dope song, very, very cool um, funk. And, you know, I know I said earlier that I wanted, you know, a bit more with the intro jam one, but intro jam two kind of comes off as a bit of filler. Don't get me wrong, great song, you know, on the album, but it does come off as a little bit of a filler. So just my opinion, but uh, yeah. Something to say about that. Mr. what do you think? Okay, so if you look how the song is strategically laid out, uh, so I want you, you know, the intro jam too, is, is laid out right before we're going to get to after the dance. And and so when I listen to the song, it reminds me of that song, you know, you're getting ready, you got it on, you're playing it, because you're on your way to the club. And so if you look at it in, in conjunction with the next song, after we hear it, and then I, I'll explain a little bit more. It's like the setup. I'm on my way. I'm, I'm getting, you know, I can be playing it while I'm getting dressed. I can be playing it while I'm on my way. And then the next song. So I think uh, as they put this together, it was strategically put right here to set up the next song. All right. Well, we can get into the next song after the dance. Last song on the album. some background to this song after the dance and when Leon Ware wrote the song he actually was at Soul Train and noticed a woman in the audience and he was inspired to tell her that you know he wants to get together after the dance so it's a caveat to what Miss Montgomery said earlier how it segues into after the dance you know I'm sure the fellas all know you know back in our single days man End of the night, you know, when the DJ played a slow jam, after the dance, you want to take a lady home, you know, or at least get her phone number after the dance. So it's so many angles you can take with that song. Um, probably one of the strongest songs on the album, and the album itself is just strong itself. Uh, it's been covered numerous times, you know, most notably by 
for a play in Elder Barge by Hall and Oates, sample numerous times, probably one of Marvin's signature songs. Perfect way to close the album. Ms. Montgomery, what do you think? Yeah, as I said previously, you know, the previous song kind of as you were getting ready to go to the club or you or back then, you know, we did a lot of what we call basement parties where we would get together. And, uh, you know, and then what people do while the music is playing, just sizing up, you know, who you want to be with or you're trying to figure out. And in most cases, we were just trying to figure out how we could go and say something to him. And as he was saying, you get that eye contact with the, with the lady or, you know, young lady across the room. And then, you know, you, you could feel that, you know, you want her. You could feel she wants you. So you want to be able to get together. You know, first of all, you want to have a dance and then you want to be able to get together after the dance. And like his lyrics say, you want me and I, I mean, I want you, you want me. But why can't we get together after the dance? So, so in this, it's, it's one of those uh, songs as he's, you know, he's, he's confident in how he feels. But he's not necessarily confident on what's going to happen after the dance. So he's trying to set the stage. All right. Well, you folks know how we do. Um, it's probably going to be a tough one for both of us, but I'm going to need a top three, Mr. Montgomery, and a final letter grade. Uh, let's see. So, you know, I, I, I like the, 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 the title song of the album. Uh, so that would definitely be in, in, in there. And then the last song we heard, I love it also. And then for me, I'm probably... I like that after the dance in, in, instrumental uh, because to me that that just kind of sets the mood for the first song and it also for me sets the mood for the uh, for the the actual lyric version of after the dance at the end. So I want you and then after the dance instrumental and the one with lyrics and my and my final grade for the now we were, as we grade the album. I would give it uh, now. Uh, you know, for me now, and I know as we talked earlier, some of the, the things. Now, this is probably uh, uh, I like his previous album uh, a little better, but I would give this one uh, definitely a you know a B, B plus. Right, my top three. It's uh, it's tough, but I'm gonna go with "Come Live with Me, Angel." After the dance. And probably I want to be where you are tied with I want you. I know I you know it's, it's tough when you have so many good songs on this uh album, but I mean, you know, it just it flows concurrently, you know, even though I don't really, you know, I find I want you intro jam two to be somewhat of a filler, just the way this album flows, like he's almost, you know, telling a uh story you know you guys often hear me say that with what's going on you know marvin perfected the concept album where it wasn't just a collection of songs thrown together every single track on what's going on segues perfectly into the next one the same thing with his next album 72 trouble man every single song you know flows <laughs> perfectly into the next one same thing let's get it on and the same thing with i want you every single track flows into the next one so i mean marvin just has songs for days i mean you know like i said marvin has album tracks better than some cats entire catalogs who came out after him i'm not gonna say no names but you know who you are <laughs> i've you know let you know that 
numerous times. My final letter grade is a very high, very high B plus. If you guys want to know more about um, the album and just how it is, buy the deluxe edition. Um, if you still buy CDs, because there's a lot of um, linear notes that talk about the album, and also pick up Janet Hunter's book, ironically titled "After the Dance," which talks about her relationship with Marvin. So I want to thank you guys for listening. But before we go, Ms. Montgomery, working fans, find you on social media, and do you have any platforms you want to share? Yeah, if you wanted to to see some of the things that I do and, and some of the uh, inspirational things that I do, uh, you can go to H Montgomery Jr. or H Montgomery Jr. Uh, dot net, and uh, and you can see some of the things. And if you follow me on Facebook, uh, you can get a little bit of it. You can see my my serious side and my crazy side also. And I'm on Facebook, and, you know, at Holly Montgomery on Facebook, and that's Holly H O L L I E Montgomery. All right, folks. Well, I want to thank one of my mentors. Uh, man, it's like a second dad to me for dropping by to talk about. This album. I hope you guys check him out on Facebook. Um, he does provide just morning wake up, morning inspiration, and everything you need just to get your day started. And as always, I want to leave you guys with a quote. If you cannot find peace within yourself, you will never find it anywhere else. Marvin Gaye. Until the next time, this has been Derek Dunn. Thank you for listening. Done out. Uh, this is Brock Obama. Uh, tune in next week for another episode of Reviews and Done uh, with your host, formerly known as uh, DJ Aftermath, uh, but still the slow jam king, DMV's own Derek Dunn.